welcome everyone out to our podcast today. On today's podcast, we have a brand new special guest. Her name is Emily Myers. Emily, why don't you say hello to everybody? Hello, everybody. Now, Emily, tell them a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Well, my name is Emily Myers. Um, I'm a mom of six. Oh, boy. Yes, you heard that correctly. (laughs) I am a wife to um, Daniel Myers, and we have been married next Friday 16 years. And we've been together 19 years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a long time. um, For those of you who are locals around Monterey and the Monterey Baptist Church, I'm back from 2002 to 2004, right at the beginning of 2005. I was a youth pastor here, and you got you were here. You and Daniel were here, and yes, and then you know, of course, Brittany um, was, yep. was here with you guys. Um, now, you mentioned uh, just now that you are the mother of six children. Now, the whole topic of today's podcast is uh, adoption. Now, for the last couple of weeks at church, that's kind of been our theme is is adoption. Um, I've talked with uh, some folks. Uh, you know, kind of doing research, I guess you would call it. I like to hear people's stories. And I reached out and, and did a, a like kind of like a phone interview. And I, oh, how I wished I'd had my my gear to, to actually record a podcast with someone else. But um, I reached out to Emily uh, about doing a podcast, which oh, I actually said, would she be willing to talk about the adoption? And she was like, you want to do a podcast? And I'm like, what? like yes, of, of course. course I do. Yeah, Absolutely. So, Emily, you have six children. Now, all of them are your children. Correct. Three of them you gave birth to. Correct. And three of them you did not. No. Okay. Now, let's 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 get into the story here. Tell me, uh, Emily, when when did this whole idea, the thought of adoption, how did it come to be? So, honestly, it was something that I've always wanted to do. Um, my dad was adopted Mm. and my aunt was adopted. And so, um, and actually my aunt and uncle had adopted my little cousin from Ukraine. Oh, oh, wow. Yes. So So, it was kind of in the blood, I guess you could say. Now, is this an aunt and uncle that had both been adopted? No. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. It's it's my mom's biological brother. Okay. And then yes, he and his wife adopted from Ukraine. Oh, wow. And so I think kind of maybe because my dad being adopted and like being around for that journey and that story, even Mm -hmm. though it happened later on in life for him, I just thought like, how cool is that? You Mm -hmm. know, and I got to witness and see what, how my grandparents love for them, for him Mm -hmm. and for my aunt who they also had adopted his sister you know, was no different than the one biological that they ended up having that the doctor said, you know, they would never have because <laughs> yeah. that's how it works. Yeah, surprised. And, um, you know, it was just something that was always in me. And hmm. so, um, actually a friend of uh, mine and my husband's, she came to us and she was like, guys, why don't you all foster? Like, and that's what she was doing at the time. Right. And I really didn't know a whole lot about it. You know, I mean, you you hear things, but until you're like in it, you don't know anything about it. (laughs) And so she, so I kind of talked to Daniel about it. And he, I will tell you, he was not for it Mm. at all. Um, He he had a lot of concerns. Um, He had the attachment concerns. You Mm -hmm. know, they come to you, you get attached, they leave. And this is fostering is what you're talking about. Fostering, yes. Because that's where it all begins. Correct, correct. And then um, Daniel just was always so, and he won't mind me saying this just just so everybody knows. I'm not speaking for him. Um, But, you know, he was also worried, like, can I love that child? the way that I love my own. Because you don't know until you're in that position. Absolutely. And, and and that's very important that you bring that up because I can tell you that, now Jennifer and I have never like fostered or, or anything like that with, with four, you know, four daughters mm-hmm. and, and everything going on in our world. It's, it's definitely something that we have discussed before, the possibility of maybe doing that at some point. But I will be honest, that is something that I have said to her is, I just, that's just, it's not that I don't want to love another child or that I don't right. think I could. It's just I don't want to not treat that child like like my own. I'm not again, I'm not saying I couldn't or that I wouldn't. I just it's just this maybe it's a guy thing. I don't know. Well, so you know, I, I told him he was silly because if anybody <laughs> knows my husband, he he loves everybody. Right. He just does. He's he's the best person in the world. Um and so um obviously we prayed about it and talked about it and prayed about it and talked about it. It was, <laughs> it was a, 
at least six months before we said, okay, we're doing this. Mm. And I mean, that's about, I finally kind of got him on board. Either that or he gave in. I'll probably never know. <laughs> because that's just what he does sometimes. Yeah, surely, surely not. Yeah. So we started the whole fostering process. You know, uh, you have to go to the classes and do all, right. all the physicals and the mental health things and, and all the things. All the things. Yeah. Um, and then we started fostering. We actually fostered about 50 children in five years. Get out of here. I did not know that. Not all of them were long term, but they, they count the ones that kind of come and go, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, we would always keep their names somewhere just so we could remember sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I would even take a picture, um, you know, just keep it in a, in a, for our own sake. Right. I understand. Um, but it was about 50 children in Good five years. Night. I had no idea. No, yeah. I had no idea. Now what? Um, I mean, I, I know, I know a little bit, uh, just from, from pastoring and talking to other folks that have fostered, I know that there are, um, there are financial means that are provided for families who foster. Correct. But let's be honest here. Let's get, you know, let's just, let's be it's open never and enough. real. It's never, yeah, yeah. How, it's never enough. you know, how, what was, and I mean, we don't, I'm not asking you <laughs> for any specific. Right. Uh, specific information here, but just was was it was it difficult uh, financially? Was it a, was it a, a, a change or the first or? placement was very difficult because they came to us from abuse and drugs, mm-hmm. and they literally had nothing, mm. nothing, and so there was two boys and a girl, and they were five and under. Right. Well, I mean, those of you that know us, we have three boys, so I had zero girl clothes. Oh, boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. luckily, the five-year-old little boy, I was able to, to dress him a little bit with, you know, what we had. Um, there are, thankfully, in our community, meeting the needs, you know, we went right. to them like, hey, we're fostering. They came to us last night with literally, um, I think they did have pajamas with them, underwear and socks in a Walmart bag, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So we did places like that and got clothes for them and things along the way because you don't get your money. Right, right. What you're saying, yeah, that's, I was going to, I was, I'm glad you said that because I was going it to go there. It doesn't come to you with the kids. Yeah, you, they you don't wait, bring it's you. It's like a, once a month. Yeah, they don't bring you a check. No. With, with the child, right. So you have to, you kind of have to, what's the word I'm looking for, I guess, jumpstart the mm-hmm. process yourself. You have to be able to handle them, handle, yes. handle the, the financial burden. Extra food. Yes, that's right. what people don't realize as well is, luckily at the time I was a stay-at-home mom, and that helped a whole lot because these kids sometimes have therapy two to three times Mm -hmm. a week, and we had to drive to Florence because that's where our agency was. Um, They have to have visits with mom and dad once or twice a week. So then guess what? You're driving again. Mm. There's a lot of driving. There's a lot of therapy appointments. There's a lot of... Um, meet and greets or appointments or whatever you want to call it with mom and dad. Um, and I will tell you, you, you really don't get help from your social worker when it comes to those things. You have to do it yourself. And so basically when, when you were fostering, it was like a full-time, it's a job, full-time job. It is a job. And I tell people that you don't want it to sound bad because you're like, Oh, I get a paycheck for this. But Honestly, it is a job. Fostering mm-hmm. is a job, and you should get a paycheck for it because you are taking care of other people's children. Yeah, and there's and I have no no fear uh, or you know any reservations in saying this, but you kind of are not an employee of the state, but the state is paying you to do yes. something that they would not you know instead of an orphanage, these children are going Correct. into the foster system, which is in essence you opening up your home and allowing this child to come and stay. And the state is paying you to do that for them because the state is at effectively the ward or they are the ward of the state Correct. of children. Yes. Now, once you get the children, uh, the first placement and you kind of get your feet wet a little bit, um, were there any reservations? Like, were you like, oh my goodness, <clears throat> what have we got ourselves into? Um, honestly, yes, because in the middle of the night on night one, um, I could hear, you know, rustling going around in the house. And I thought, oh no, like... The baby had gotten out of the crib. Mm-hmm. See, that was another thing. I didn't have babies in cribs anymore, <laughs> right. and I had to get a crib. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, so we already had that set up and prepped. and re- You know what I mean? Just things you... I wasn't used to waking up like that in mm-hmm. the middle of the night and hearing things anymore because mine were older at the time. Sure. So I can remember going in, and, and the bedroom was right across from mine and Daniel's, and the five-year-old had gotten them cereal 
and oh. poured milk. I know poured milk into a pot like pots and pans that's what I'd heard the metal pots and pans and the three of them were sitting around it I get cold chills and they were eating mm. and I thought oh my lord how am I going to do this mm-hmm. like I, I I mean I just cried I cried because mm. I've never seen anything like that before you hear the stories but yeah. honestly when you go into it you're like oh I won't have that happen to me you know what I mean like you yeah. think you're just going to be this glorified foster parent who doesn't have those <laughs> stories and you know the Lord really like he brought me back down that first night and was and like Emily this is real life yeah I mean and this is it, survival it was survival for it, them they, just, it, they didn't know it, where their next meal was coming from if they were getting it or anything but the fact that they would take care of each other like that. Yes. You know, like yes. that the, the innocence of a He did of, it of for child. all three of them, that little yeah, five-year-old. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At, at five, yeah. Uh, you know, and I've heard some stories of folks who've gone through trauma and abuse yes. that would do that for their brother or sister, their siblings, you know. They would try to be, the older one, trying to be protective and whatnot. Um, so... Were there any other uh, stories that, that you would share with folks that, um, or any other in- incidents or instances of things that would happen throughout this, throughout the foster part of your, your adventure? I mean, you know, like you had said before, you don't know anything about these kids when they come to you right. or what they're coming with. Um, we did have some with some really serious mental health, um, ones where I actually had to get a lockbox and lock up my kitchen knives at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and it even goes even more severe than that. But I, I mean, I think right. you all get the picture. Yeah. Um, like I actually slept with knives by my bed one night. Mm. So just, just so sh- for her safety, Yeah. you know, and things like that. Um, you know, the, we had ones where, uh, it was a sibling set of 10 and I had three of the 10 that went into care. Oh, wow. Um, you know, there's just. The system um, is broken, unfortunately. Um, and I'm not going to say that about everybody. You know, there are some very wonderful social workers out there. Sure, Some sure. very wonderful state workers, some great judges. But the system itself and our laws are very broken. Yeah. And honestly, 70% of the time, the, the kids don't win. And that's See, what's sad. I have a, I have a great uncle. And uh, he and, 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 and his wife, they... Um, they had raised two children and they began fostering and then adopted. And then the mother had another child. They adopted and adopted and adopted. Mm-hmm. And like you guys in your process of adoption, um, my, my great uncle, uh, Lewis, he, every, every Christmas Eve, <coughs> when we have our Christmas Eve service, him and him and, and the adopted kids, uh, you know, Lewis is in his, goodness gracious, his 70s. Mm-hmm. Like, he may be even pushing 80s now. I can't remember if he's if he ever listens to this and he's not in his <laughs> 80s, you know. <laughs> well, you live in Shelby County. <laughs> um, but that always was an inspiration to me to see mm-hmm. how they took these children in and and how, how well they've, I mean, Lewis is always bragging about, you know, how this one's playing basketball, this one's playing baseball, mm-hmm. this one's, doing track this one's in 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 in, in dance or, or or acting or, or drama club something i forget what it is now but it's it, it really it's a real blessing to me every christmas eve at our christmas eve service there they are and they've done this for nine years for nine years every year i've been here they've come and brought the kids so we've literally gotten gotten to watch the children grow up but the, i bring that up um because the process for lewis and norma was it was it was difficult because the children came to them as babies who were you know it was there were drugs involved mm-hmm. and it was a it was a very very difficult and painful it is very process difficult, yes and when when they and again I bring this up because you mentioned a family of ten and you had three they wanted to keep that family those those Close. siblings together mm-hmm. and so they adopted every one of them until the mother stopped having children. And then they gave them a life. They, they had, I mean, they fostered and adopted and gave them, a, gave them a, you know, a life that I don't know that they would have known uh, right. otherwise. So what I'm getting at here is the cost, and I hate to use the term reward, yes. the cost and the, and, and, and the outcome, what, you, what, what comes of it. 
would would you say that your experience in fostering was I don't want to say worth it, but do you know what I mean? Like, was what? A hundred percent. Are you glad that you did it? Yes. And, and, yes. <laughs> right, and you would do it a thousand oh, times a again. A thousand times over. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And I would do it again. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Now, let me ask you this: the the transition from fostering to adoption. When did this happen, and how did this happen? So the last set of kids that we had were the three of the ten, uh-huh. and um, actually, we were told that we were going to get to adopt them. So we had kind of, that was the first time that had ever been said to us. And we knew that we had always wanted to do that. But of course you wait for the right ones to come along. And some people, you know, like Daniel's fear of, um, <laughs> oh, I'll get attached. And then they, <laughs> right. you know, so let me just clear that up really, really quickly. You do not get attached to every child that comes into your home. Sometimes you just know that you are a supervised adult for them in that moment of time in their life to keep them safe. Correct. Sometimes there's zero connection. Sometimes you don't even like the kid. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when they leave, you are having a party when they leave. Mm -hmm. It's just like adults. We all don't get along. Right. And that's okay. It doesn't make it a a bad thing. It doesn't make you a bad person for feeling that way. Right. No. It makes you human and then human. And, And that honestly is a good thing to learn about yourself because then you know when that right placement comes right. to adopt, you have adopted your children. Oh, just like with adults that don't get along. I mean, you, you don't mistreat or, or, no. or, or no. you know, do wrong to somebody. You just, you, right. like, like you said, I, I, have a, I have a couple signs hanging up on my walls here in the office. There's one that my wife, Jennifer, makes fun of me because I won't put it out here. Uh-huh. Um, it said, everyone brings joy to this office, someone they enter and someone they leave. And I'm like, I don't want to put that. I, I'm, 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 I'm being funny. I'm, you know, I'm a half a smart aleck. Like, I mean, I don't, I'm not being like, you know, like I dread when everybody comes in this office, but, but it is true that there are some people that drain you. Yeah. Some people, you love them and you know, you do anything you could for them, but <coughs> yeah, I feel you. And kids are the same kids way. Kids are the same way. Yes, absolutely. But, if you don't believe that work in children's church. Yes. <laughs> or a middle school group. Yeah. Um, that's what I do. So, <laughs> but, um, so anyway, those kids had left us and that was in 2016. And then we were like, you know what? We just need to take a break. Mm-hmm. The boys needed a break. Um, you know, our three boys were like, can we not do this for a while? Like <laughs> it really bothered them because they thought those were going to be their forever siblings mm. and then it didn't work out, you know? So you, you also had to take into their I mean, a hundred percent you take in right. to what your own kids are, you know, sure. feeding you and, and what's working for them and not working for them as well. So we took a break. Well, Daniel at the time was working, um, in a different County. Um, he, my husband's a paramedic and, um, somebody that he worked with had told him about this family, um, these three siblings, um, because she was connected. They actually have two half siblings and she's connected to the half siblings. Hmm. So they got the ball rolling for us. Um, it was actually, they're out of Indiana. They were not in Kentucky. Um, and, um, rights had already been terminated. Hmm. So for us, that meant the process would be faster, obviously. Hmm. So we actually, um, through that time, we waited and we did not meet um, Kate, Frank, and Sedona. That's their names. Mm-hmm. Um, we met them in, I'm trying to think back now, April of 2018. They moved in with us in July, the end of July of 2018, oh, wow. full time. And we adopted them on July 3rd of 2019. That's, oh, wow. Now, I want people to know that's not how that works. That is not the process. It is not that fast. Right. There are kids who sit in a foster home for five years to wait to get adopted. Hmm. So it doesn't always, what, where we got lucky is mom and dad had terminated their rights already. Okay. Can you, can you explain to folks who are listening what, what you mean by sometimes it takes five years? Why, why does it, why is that? The why termination that? of rights of termination the parents. Of they, that are, unfortunately, Kentucky is all about uh, reunification. And don't get me wrong, I, I, I do believe in that sometimes. Uh, yes. But that, that over 50% of the time, unfortunately, is not what those children need. And it's not what the parents need. The parents need to focus on them yes. and fixing themselves mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, and all the things mm-hmm. before they can ever have 
the children around. Well, like in a perfect in a perfect setting, it would be ideal for mother and father and children to be able to, and, and hopefully that yes. can happen in in some cases, you know. But when that isn't possible, um, is and, and we're not. I'm, I'm in no way am I trying to to get into an ugly area here, but why? I almost feel stupid asking the questions. I think we all know know the answer, but why don't the parents terminate the the parental rights? And and because what I'm getting at here is the children are in the foster system. Yes. And they cannot get out of the foster system into adoption until the termination of parental rights. And I understand that there are legal. Uh, when I say legal, I mean I'm sure there are. Boy, I'm really dancing around this, aren't I? Sometimes the parents don't want to terminate the rights. Correct. For various reasons. So either, um, well, money. Let's see that. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, but that's the facts that we're well, living in right now. We're not being ugly They're here. They're a I tax mean, write-off. Yeah. And, right. and unfortunately, the world that we also live in is drug addicted. And yes. for them, that tax write-off is that drug money. Or yeah. it's to pay off something and, and or for, whatever. For, for reference, or for, for the sake of this discussion... Um, our church is um, does facilitate yes the visitations between parents and and children, and we we just this past Sunday I don't know if you you heard this yet or not but Shanna gave an update on one of the families that oh, that okay. they are going to be able to get their child back. It was an individual in our church uh, was made aware that they did not have transportation to get to court, and if they and they, they were working though they had jobs they were doing what they were supposed to do, but if they didn't get to that court date they would have lost their their ability right. for, to, to to have that child and the individual got them to the court date subsequently cool. they've got That's, a car they've yes. got they've got jobs they're doing well got a place they're doing good and they were very <coughs> you know, very appreciative and another family had said something along the same lines they would like to taltalk about their experience that now that's what we want to see no it you know, you know what i'm saying that, like, that's, that is exactly what we want to see yes. but now we're on the other side of the spectrum where the parents are not going to be able to Correct. And I'm, I said not able. I don't want to be sounding. I don't want to sound ugly. I don't want it to appear that I'm being ugly, but the parent is not going to do what needs to be done Correct. to be able. To, and the child is left in limbo. Yes. That's where the system gets a little, a little squirrely it's when it comes to broken in that in that process. Yeah, that fine and, line. And, yeah, and I understand. I, I mean, again, for sake of. Of time and, and everyone's um, sanity, we won't get into. <laughs> we yeah, won't that's, get too that's deep a different it. podcast. It's a different podcast. It is, <laughs> but let's 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 see if we can can condense it and close it pretty or close that that chapter. It in a, in the sense of or in the case of of a, a child who's in foster care because of the process of the termination of rights, whatever that process may be, mm-hmm. it it may be that the foster parents have to show love and kindness to this child and be patient. And over the course of that process of three or four years, maybe the parents do get it figured out. And maybe the parents do turn things around. But where it gets, where there's, hmm, that's what I want to look, want to use here. Where it gets difficult for the foster parent is they're watching as these children are left in limbo. Yes. And the damage it does it's to the child. It's very emotional. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. Very emotional. Yes. And, and again, um, by no means... Are we uh, at, at, through this podcast or any other, uh, or, or or through our discussion, trying to demean or belittle a parent who's Absolutely going through not. a struggle? But what 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 we're fo- what we're saying here is, we've got to think about where the child is. Yes. In this process, what is this doing to the child? Is there being? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it. Right. You well, know, honestly, clear, it's a braver with, it's a braver act to go ahead. And I, just sign over I because see, yes. I'm very thankful. I see what you mean. That the bio parents did that. I think it that took bravery for them. Mm-hmm. You know, to to have to be able to do that and know yeah, I see what you're and saying, understand yeah. that that's what was needed. You I, respect them I for do. for being able yes. to have the, the the fortitude, the yes, strength. Yes, because honestly, in that moment, they put them first. Mm. That that's how I I like to look at it. And, and what and again, what you're saying is there are a lot of cases. And, and again, we want to our church. We want to facilitate help in any way we can yes. to to get families to be families. And not Do, all you know, families are the same. Not all correct. stories are the same as my stories. Absolutely. Some just hit a bump in the road and and crap happened. But if there's anything I ever want folks to be able to say um, after they listen to one of our podcasts is. 
wow. I mean, they shot straight and they told the truth and yes. they didn't hide the, the raw and the ugly. What I'm, what I want people to, to take from this is there is a side of this, this fostering that is, is, it can be brutal. Yes. Um, brutal. And again, I, I apologize if it sounds like I'm saying things like I know what I'm talking about, but I have talked with you and Daniel and other folks who have adopted, fostered, etc. And I've listened to the stories of, mm-hmm. I've listened to horror stories mm-hmm. of people who have taken in foster kids that, that they, they were scared. They were frightened. Yes. Because of the mental health issues. Yes. That, that existed. But they persisted. And, and, and another family I know, they adopted. Even after fostering for many years, they adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when this situation ri- arises for you guys, it was an expedited process because the parents were willing to sign over their parental rights. Yes. And that turned a, how long did you, fo- did you foster? For a for, year. You fostered, fostered for one year. That's right, year. for 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. And then the adoption happened. So in the process of this fostering, um, you had taken a break from it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. How did, how, when you went back in, was everybody on board? Yes, or we would not have done it. Okay. A hundred Boys and all. And, and, yes, and the boys were fine. We had Good. talked with them. We'd also, you know, let the boys know that this was a calling for their dad and I. Mm-hmm. And not that, you know, we would have done something anyway with, no, I without them. <laughs> Right. But they needed to understand, too, that we were called to do this. Yeah, you and this isn't understand. something you just wake up and just, I'm going to do this one day. Right. Like, you know, I mean, I guess if God calls you in that way. But, you know, there's usually more of a process the Lord takes with you. But, you know. No, so, I understand what you're saying. It, it yes. Is, you wanted them to understand that this is more than just something that you all do because you you just want for the something money. to do. Or for the, or for the <laughs> yeah. money. Yeah, I mean, you said it, you know. It, yeah, for the money that this is something not that, for the money. that you all do because you feel like it's something you can do that you Correct. feel like you can love yes. a, these a child or these children and bring them into your home. So, well, now we got the hard part out of the way of how did the family feel? Everyone was excited for the process, yes. I guess. Um, when you find out, if you don't mind me asking this, when you find out that you're going to be able to adopt, what was that moment like? Can you tell us about that? Oh, did you get a um, phone call? Did you get a... We did. So um, we had started the process in Indiana because we had to transfer all of our stuff over, you know, mm-hmm. from Kentucky to Indiana. So that was a little bit of a process for us, too. Then we were told, we got a phone call saying, oh, your all's home's been approved through Indiana. Everything's mm-hmm. good to go. So that's an exciting phone call, right? Mm-hmm. So at the... Uh, and let me backtrack just a second. The mom, their bio mom had signed over rights yet. And dad's paperwork for his rights was being written up during our process of transferring from Kentucky to Indiana. Okay. So then during that process, the next phone call we got in February was dad signed over rights today. So then you go, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. All right. This is really happening. Like this is a thing. But as we, as we know in our journey, it still may not be, Yes. you know, it still may not be. And then we got the phone call. Yes. We got the phone call at the end of March that said all three of them are ready to be adopted. There is not an Indiana home that wants to take all three of them or can, can take all three. Correct. I should say that. And, um, we would love to let you all come and meet them and see how they feel with you all. And we did that for a while. We did the whole meet and greet. I drove to Indiana. I won't say where, just, you know, um, but to a place in Indiana um, every weekend. We did that for, from April to July. Yes. No kidding. Yep. Um, And so just to be with them on the weekends. And then once school let out, they came and stayed with us for like a week and then they would go back and then come and stay with us for a week and then go back. Um, So, you know, and of course we were, we were all like, oh, this is going to be, this is great. The connections were there and things like that. But there's something called a honeymoon period. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, um, those that don't know what that is, kids will come into your home and you're like, oh, they are perfect. This is great. <laughs> like they have no problems. Uh-huh. What are these social workers talking about? Mm-hmm. And then I will tell you the year process when they moved in with us full time till the day of the adoption was rough. Mm. It was very rough. Um, 
And, and to be a hundred percent transparent, there were times where Daniel and I were like, is this the right thing to do? Yeah. And not that we didn't love them, but there was a lot of damage done to these little children in a short time. Well, that that brings up something that I would, a question that I have is, um, I mean, we know what the love of a parent is. It's a selfless, you know, Mm -hmm. unconditional love. Um, how does that, I mean, how does that melding of adopted parent, adopted child, you know, you, you said there was a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. When a child's in, all right, before a child gets into the foster system, there's a reason oh. that, that they go into it. You know, there, there are things that are happening. Mm-hmm. You have children who, I, I don't mean, I, I didn't mean that specifically you, I mean, in general, people, you, know, you have children yeah. who are are in situations like that who come in with these self defense or these safety mechanisms, these yes. these self preservation, mm-hmm. um, and if they've been whether they've been in the foster system or they've just gone you know through an expedited process due to the circumstances the way your alls went, they're still coming from a situation where they had to be adopted. Yes, and I mean if you I don't I don't know if it's even. If that even makes sense, what I'm saying, but can you explain what that was like when the two, when the two come together? You know, the the damaged child and the adopted parent who is like completely. You're not blindsided a hundred percent. You kind of get some idea you know of what's some going on. Things, but you yeah. don't know. You you never know everything until yeah. you live it. Yeah, right. That's what I'm, until it, like the honeymoon period when it's yes. over, and then you start finding. What I'm getting at here is there comes a point when that child wants to know, are you really going to love me? Mm-hmm. Can I be a kid again? Or it's do I trust. have to? Yes. It's, it's trust yeah. all day, every day. E- even now where we're this many years in still, there are still, you know, mine were neglected. And I mean, they can hear the door close and they're like, mom, did you leave me? Uh-huh. And I'm like, have I ever left you? No. Well, why would I start today? That's what I always tell them. Why would I start today? And that's still there for them, even even my little two. That's very real for them. Not not my older one as much, but my little two. Yeah. Um. You know. So. Was the older one like that when she was younger? You know, I not really with us. No. Um. She she hides a lot. She still holds a lot in. Yeah. Um, you know, she, she's still a work in progress and, and she's, she's come leaps and bounds and we're still, but you know, that's the thing with, with this is that we may not find things out for 10 more years. Right. And we may have a whole nother issue in 10 more years. Emily, I've got, I have four daughters and they, you look at them. I could not deny them if I wanted to. No. (laughs) And I mean, as they, as they grow older, there, there are new you know, circumstances or, or, or mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying to say? There are things yeah. that, that you, that you see and that you're working, working with, working through. I can't imagine. You know, cause mm-hmm. what, what happens with me and, and, and with you and your other three is they'll do something and you'll be like, boy, if that ain't me, I don't know uh-huh. what is. Uh-huh. Or, well, if that ain't their mom. Well, you know where it comes from. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. And, and you know, you know, like in my case, I know how my parents, my grandparents dealt with me. And the way, you know, I, it's like there's almost like this built-in instruction manual. Yes. For your children. Mm-hmm. Not when you adopt. No. Throw that out the window. It is a crapshoot every day. Yes. Of what, 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 hap- what are we going to get today? And it does get easier, like I will say, you know, over the years. Like, you know, now I don't even, you get to, you kind of get to a point where you're like, oh yeah, we adopted. Mm-hmm. You don't even think about it, it anymore. It, it seems like. They're mine. Natural. I don't it even. Seems natural. Yeah, we don't even say like people are. You know, people will say all the time like, "Oh, don't you know what causes that?" When I say I have six kids, <laughs> and I'm like, "No, please teach me." Um, you know, but I'm like, I don't even say, "Oh, well, three are adopted." I don't even say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you get to that uh, point because you, their problems are your problems now. Right. That's what I'm saying. And it, so you're you do have to fix it just like you would fix your bio kids if something happened with them, you fix them too, or help understand or educate yourself or get them help that they need. I mean, there have been times in this process where we've had to call upon help because things happened that we didn't know anything about. Right. 
you know, and, and thankfully we have a great, we have a great support system here at church. We have a Mm -hmm. great support system in our community. We have a great support system at the schools. Um, My kids have great friends. So it it could even be your own biological child though. All of this can happen to. Something could happen to, but it, when we started the podcast and, and, you know, you said the, the mother of six children and it was like, I, I didn't even want to say, okay, explain to the folks, three mm-hmm. of them are biological years, three of them are adopted because I, I don't just hear you say that. I feel that when you say, cause I see it. They're, they're your children, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and when it comes to, you know, dealing with the issues that a child, as they grow up, uh, working through those issues with your own children versus adopted children, adoptive children who are very much your children, mm-hmm. just not by birth, but going in blind, not knowing, you know, like, like for instance, you might see, I, I, I don't mean to use a bad term when I say warning signs, but what I mean yes. is like lights red come flags. on, red flags, war, like lights come on on the dash. When you see, like when I see one of my girls starting to fire up, I'm like, ah, hold on now. I know where you're going. I've been there. Listen, yep. let me talk to you about my temper. Um, tone that down or whatever. But with, with you know, the, the adopted child, it's like you don't have those. You have to learn that. Okay. That, that, that's where a, I'm going. it takes a while. That's, yes. that, that's, that's it. it. It takes intention. You mm-hmm. have to be intentional in your love and your willingness to engage. That's what I was going for earlier. Like the trust thing. You said yes. they have to, they have to learn to trust. How, how, talk about that. I mean, what is that like? It's, uh, I know you, you mentioned it the doors closing. It can be very closing. frustrating. Honestly. Yeah. And you, I know for me, like I just, I would get so down on myself. I would be frustrated. Mm. Like, why do I not understand this? And why do they not understand me? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Because you don't have that connection mm-hmm. yet. You'll get it, but it's not there yet. Not in the beginning. And what is that? Is that connection the trust? Is it a trust? Yeah, the trust, the love. You know, the just hey, well, they're going to take well, care of me and not leave me in a well, car all night. Well, tell me about talk to me about this. What happens when you have to correct <coughs> an adopted child? How does I mean? How does that? What do they think that you're? If you correct them, do they think you're? Oh my gosh, they they're they're not going to love me or or. Or is it just the natural instinct of a child to be like, yeah, you're right. I was wrong. Thanks. So I think for us, like Daniel and I, we, we never wanted to treat them as far as discipline, any different than how we sure. do, do the boys. Now, some people don't understand this when I say this, but you do have to treat them differently because their circumstances are different. You know, um, you don't, I mean, I know you have four girls, but I'm sure if you had a boy, like you don't treat the girls the same way you treat the boys. Right. You, you right. just don't. You, you know, right. I can't discipline my 17-year-old the same way I discipline the 7-year-old. Right. It, it goes hand in hand in the same thing. Yes. So we had to learn the background. Okay, were they abused? Right. Were they sexually abused? Right. You know, were they neglected? Were they this? Were they, the, you know, were they drug babies? They were drug babies. You know, so that's something with education. We've told all their teachers, but... Fortunately, the three of them are the smartest kids you'll ever meet in your life. So um, there's that. Lucky yeah. us. Um, but the ADDs there, the ADHD sure. stuff, we we weren't you know didn't didn't have didn't, before. Right, didn't deal with before. Yeah. Um, things like that. But I mean, you know, it, you learn, and you learn every day, and they learn every day too. They learn every day. And they see the consistency. Okay, that's it. Yeah. And, and that, that's exactly what Daniel and I have always said. It's just the consistent love and discipline. And it, when they see, okay, if you do this, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. But when you do this, this is what happens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just that consistency on that part. And that takes a while. Like I said, that first year was rough. But, what, but we've gotten, if you had met them then, and then, and even probably the two and a half years you've known them now, right. there's right. a big difference. Yeah, They're is, not yeah. the same kids. Yeah, it's a huge difference. I mean, just they've grown so much. Just, just, just that, and literally, they yeah. have they have grown and matured, and it's as if and height. That's what. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly. It, it's like they've. They're it's it's like they're just normal yeah. kids, and they are. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's normal kids yeah. that that were in the system, mm-hmm. made it out of the system into a home. What would you say to anybody that is listen, listening to this that's considering? I mean, and I know I'm not going to have to tell you this. You'll be honest and be real with them. Yep. But, and you already have been in terms of the pain of fostering, what mm-hmm. how difficult that can be. But is there anything you would say to people other than... You know, uh, and I don't mean this like in the pitfalls and the, oh, it's going to be brutal. But like, I mean, you can say that too. But what what would you say though? Like, is it rewarding, beneficial? Are you glad? Are you grateful you did it? Grateful for the opportunity? Um, what would you say to somebody that's, that's thinking about doing it? Definitely pray about it. Um, I mean, like I said, Daniel and I, it was like six months that we prayed and we talked about it. And we talked to... We talked to other foster parents. We did the foster groups. Okay. Go talk to people who live the life right. every day. Right. You know, or currently, or, or used to, like we did. We current, you know, we don't currently, but we used to. Right. You know, and talk to people and, and get their inputs. Get the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, understand what you're getting yourself into. Right. Also know that it's okay to start the process and get in it and then go, not, can't do it. That's okay too, because you're allowed to do that. There, there were kids that came into our home who I, within two days called the social worker and I said, you've got to come get them. They are not staying here and that's okay. And that's good. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make them a bad kid. It makes you just not compatible for each other. And that's better to know in the beginning than to drag it out for all those months. And that's okay too. Because that could do more harm than Way more harm for both people. For both. Because it would discourage the the person from continuing to problem. Yeah. Yeah. When when it, which again, I know your your situation is unique. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, what would, and I'm, this is just a genuine question. What is, um, I, I've done a very, very basic uh, amount of research on fostering and adoption. I know the numbers are somewhere, somewhere in the hundreds of thousands uh, of children who will never get out of foster care. You know, they'll 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 always a lot be of them in. age out. There's a they age out. That's a group. right. For kids that age out, and they actually help them um, get jobs and get mm. apartments and learn how to just be an adult really and that's what they teach them to do because sometimes if they come into the system at like 15 or 16 right and and not that there aren't homes that are like hey i'll adopt you just right. so you can call me mom or dad i mean <laughs> daniel and i've said that to other kids before like <laughs> right, you right. Want a mom or dad i mean we can be it we don't yeah, care you know yeah. um and that that does happen a lot yes that does when when even in the case of of someone who maybe you know, they're, they're just not sure that they would be able themselves uh, financially, emotionally to bring a child into their home. You know, there are groups mm-hmm. for, um, you know, support groups for folks that foster, I'm sure. Yes. People could help with, you know, like, A hey, lot of I the can... different agencies offer the support, the parent support yeah, groups. And I can help, like, other, like, someone could, if you know someone who's fostering, they, I'm sure they would not turn away any help that, they, that someone Correct. would offer, you know, babysitting or, 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 uh, or not babysitting, but, um, well, there actually yeah. is a part of the foster system that is like that. So you could go into it and you could be a, um, like a babysitter for foster parents. You know, I think I have heard this before. Yes, there is a name for because, it, but my brain is because very fogged. The, because foster <laughs> parents sometimes need to get respite. That's the word. There's the word. Yeah. Respite. And so yeah. Daniel and I had done that a few times just to keep active, you know, that yeah. way your house, your home doesn't get closed in case that one or two or well, in my case, three mm-hmm. babies come along. Um, and we would do that for people on the weekends. You know, the foster parents were just like, we need a date night. We haven't been with each other, you know, or right. whatever. Right. And, and you can do that. Even if you just want to be a respite home, that in and of itself is very needed in the foster it, community. And that is, is that a state program? Yeah, I mean, or any of the private agencies, you can, you just have to become a foster parent to do it. No, no, right, yes. because you ha- you can't just go up and say, I'll watch him right. kids for you. Right. The state has to make sure, or, or the agency has to make sure that they're complying with state regulations yes. in order to, 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 to keep things But you still get safe. paid for it. That's what I'm yes. saying, is, is yeah. that respite gets paid to, yes. to do it. Like a babysitter. Like a, like a babysitter. And then, like, even the kids that age out, 
I mean, that's a wonderful thing for someone mm-hmm. to go and get involved in and say, hey, I'll share life skills with you, oh, yeah. teach you, teach you know, or, or assist in, in whatever way that, that you can um, to, to help a child who has aged out so they don't feel left alone you know, out in the world on oh, their yeah, own. There's lots of stuff. I'm not as familiar with that part of it just because mm-hmm. we never had any that were like that old, so to speak. The ones that I did have that were that, were that old were only with me for very short times. It was usually because they were in between going to maybe a hospital for a while type gotcha. of situation. Gotcha. So I'm not as familiar, but I do know there's a lot of programs out there. There's a lot of events that they host for them. So if anybody wanted to go volunteer at those events that they host, um, I mean, you could do anything like that. So there's a lot of opportunity for people Yes. to be involved, even if they're not involved in fostering mm-hmm. or eventually maybe even adopting. There are other opportunities they have to be able to help the yes. foster system. Um, you know, we mentioned earlier our, our church doing, uh, having the visitations, the uh, supervised visitations, assisting yes. in that, facilitating that. Um, that kind of opened, um, well, I mean, it obviously it opened my eyes, but I think a lot of other folks too, they kind of got to see that, now I'm going to sound like a pastor here. It's really easy to sit on the outside of something and comment about it. And not do anything. It's a whole other ball game when you step up to the plate and say, you know, I can talk about how bad things are or I can do something to help this problem. You know, yes. whether it's the complaint about kids these days, they don't care. They, you know, the old, okay, boomer. It is true. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. One day that's probably every, every year, you know, yeah, these yeah, kids. These, every generation every says generation. it. But it's, that's not fixing anything. No. And children who are struggling, who are hurting, don't need commentary. And they don't need you to talk about how bad their birth mother or birth father are. Right. What they need is somebody to intervene, step in, and and do something. And it's it's kind of interesting, or very eye-opening and interesting to me, because there are several families in our church. Who have adopted several, mm-hmm. um, and some of them are all of them are different. I will say all of them are, are completely different situations uh, and scenarios, and the processes were. I mean, the process is kind of the same, but yeah. not the same. If that makes any sense, and I've been, you know, able to to witness some of that firsthand. Well, witness witness that firsthand. Some even the processes of adoption. You know, right. I've. I've you know, with you guys and with, with uh, another family in the church, I've seen it um, when the process was playing out. And I'm like, well, I mean, yours was just prior, I guess. Uh-huh. You know what I mean. Yeah, the year before. Yes, yes. It, it's, would you say, would you, would you say to somebody, do it? Oh, 100%. And why? I tell everybody to do it. And why? Why would you say the the, the growth that that comes that within you mm-hmm. is amazing? First of all, um, you really get humbled. We all need that a hundred and ten percent. You know, you you surprise yourself. Um, you really see how much love you truly do have. A lot of people just think, "Oh, I can't," but. Mm-hmm. You, you really don't know what you can do until you put yourself in that situation. And honestly, all of us can do it. We can. Mm-hmm. But you just have to do it. Uh. That's the thing. So, I, and, and that's, that is something that just irks me a little bit. You know, sometimes when people say, well, I can't. Well, if I can. <laughs> if you I know. Can, if you can, anybody can, right? Yeah, and that's how I do feel because I'm I, like, I, I could have said the same thing, but I didn't. And look at, look at what happened. And I mean, and you know, and even now, Daniel Myers and I are like, you want to have another baby? Not us, but you know, <laughs> right, like, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, ad- adoption. We're young. I mean, yeah. the system needs us. Yeah. The babies need us. You know, they all need us. So, you know, it's not in our cards right now, but you know, it is something we throw around every now and then like, well, we've done it. We know we're experts, you know, <laughs> but, um, Yes, a hundred percent. I would I would tell anybody. Now I understand that there are moments in people's lives where it's not good in that moment for them to sure. maybe do it, the season of their life that they're in, and that is a okay. Mm-hmm. 
and people need to know and recognize that. But when you get to a season to where you can, I think you should. Hmm. It's not been without challenges, right? No. No. And, you know, it's it's so funny, too, because Sedona, my, my little one, she um, she'll she knows she was adopted. She knows that. But I, she still doesn't understand. Daniel and I are very open about, you know, obviously all of it with them. Our sure. oldest one was older and, you know, so about adoption and what happened and things. But she doesn't remember bio. You know, Frank doesn't remember mm-hmm. bio. Um, our oldest, Kate, she does, of course, but the little two don't. And they, they uh, kind of remember their other foster parents that they had, you know, or whatever. But Sedona gets so... Um, she was two. Mm-hmm. She was a baby, you know, when she came to us. And she'll <laughs> say, well, what did I do in your belly, Mom? Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it it's a, that's a stab in the gut sometimes to me. Mm-hmm. But our, our thing in our house is that Mommy didn't carry you in her belly. I carried you in my heart. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where you were formed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, honestly, if you can do that, then the, then who cares about the womb? It's, it's funny you say that, this, that about what you said. If I can find it here real quick, I'll, I'll share it with you. I was talking with another individual about the you know, adoption, and they, they sent me a couple pictures that they keep in their home. Not flesh of my flesh, nor bone of my bone, but I can't even read it. I, I'm sorry. It gets me, gets me a little emotional. Um, but still miraculously um, uh, my own. I never forget for a single minute you didn't grow under my heart, but in it. Yeah. I'm like, you know, that that's I guess in a nutshell, what these children need more than anything is to be loved. Yes. And just like any other child, they're gonna make stupid decisions. They're gonna do oh, silly things. They're gonna day. have uh, emotional issues, behavioral yep. issues, whatever it may be, m- mental health struggles. They're gonna be things yes. just like any child. But it's the idea that these children won't know mm-hmm. that type of love that, that you quoted and that, that I read. And I mean, you're saying it and I can't even read it without breaking down. And I've cried a lot already. So, you no, know. I just, no, no, I don't mean that. <laughs> I, I, I know exactly what it is. But what I'm saying is you're, you're doing it. I'm reading it. And I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is you know, like 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 a, a gut wrenching yes. thought yes. of a child. You know, a lot of them probably don't even know what they're missing because they've not had it. That's what I'm trying Correct. to say. And then the it's not like the child is going to look at you at five, six, seven years old and say, "You know, you brought me out of a terrible situation, and I really do see that if you had not came along, my life would have been completely and irrevocably jacked up." And I just want to say thank you for all that you've done up to this point and yep. for everything you're going to do. They're just kids, man. Yeah. They're going to go outside and, they don't and make a think mess. about that because set. at that moment, your mom and dad, and this is their life. It's a literal selfless act. You selflessly love. It's not like the child is going to be able to, to like you, you don't want them to pay you for what you've done. They're your child. Right. You'd give your life for them. And... The, the idea that a child is in a foster situation right now where they're not getting that. Yep. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the foster parents aren't. I'm saying they don't have that. They're doing what they can. They, foster parents do what they can yep. because, you know, you alluded to this earlier, the attachment issues. Mm-hmm. What if I invest in this child and this child's taken? And I mean, it, it, would, it yep. would be like losing a, a, losing, child. Losing a yes. child. It wouldn't hurt any worse than burying or any less than burying them, you know, because you don't know where they're going and what's going to happen next and you can't do anything about it. And luckily our other ones that we thought we were going to be able, we we still keep in touch. Oh, good. So um, they've actually been adopted. Mm. Um, They went back into the system after they went back um, and they went back into the system. They were, they were in the system multiple times. Um, But they're, they're all in great homes now being adopted and it's, you know, it, it just excites Daniel not to know that they're not with the bio parents mm-hmm. and not floundering somewhere in the system. Yes. You know, I know that they're in good homes and this is something that we, and we don't have, we won't talk much about this, but I do want to make at least bring this up that there are also some awful situations in fostering and adoption where the children are simply a paycheck yes. or a 
ploy about it, look at us, we're good people, but the child gets treated like the redheaded know, stepchild. The redheaded yes. stepchild. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, which I'm sure I won't speak for you, but I would implore anybody that is considering getting into the adoption, uh, fostering slash ado- or, or fostering into adoption, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, don't do it for the wrong reasons. Do it right. only if your heart is, because the child does not need. I made a comment about this this past Sunday. Children do not just need discipline and a, sh- and a roof over their head. Right. They don't just need. They need to you be spoiled to, rotten. Yeah. They don't. Well, uh, and mine are. In, our, in, our, in, in the message, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the message, said, well, we all love them. Yeah, I mean, we all. Do. I mean, they're spoiled by everybody, not yeah. just me and their daddy. Right. Everybody. When in, in the message Sunday, we we read from, um, we read the verse that says we we no longer have the spirit again under fear or spirit again of fear, but. We have the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Abba means it's an, it's an affectionate term like dad. Yes. Not just a father. Correct. Provider, but a dad. Yeah. a Someone who will walk alongside you and, and you know, smack you on the back of the head when you're an idiot. Yeah. Pick you up and go buy you a chocolate shake afterward, you know. that That, to me, is, that's what children, children need love. Genuine love. Um, and to think that there are children out there who are not receiving that is, is a little more than I can handle, you know? Absolutely. And I would, I would personally, if I would, would implore, plead with someone, if you are in a position in that season of life, like you said, mm-hmm. where you are able to do it, yes, please, please, for the love of God, do it. And don't be surprised when you're able to do, like you said, the love's there. You might yeah. not know it, but you've been surprised at, at, you know, the way you've been able to, to overcome the challenges and, mm-hmm. and face them and, and see it and, and go through it and endure it. Um, what would, what would you say? What, we'll, we'll let you have the last word here. <clears throat> Is there anything you want to say that's that as we've gone through this discussion that you would and we'll, we'll get you we can come back on we we won't this won't be a one off you know you can come back and yeah and talk more um, but what 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 do you want to say to folks who are listening? Um, I would like to. I mean, this was we obviously we didn't touch on this, but if you are fostering to adopt, like you know. Our kids in our own backyard need us more than anything. Right. You know, so uh, Daniel and I, for, I don't know, we were married maybe five, six years into our marriage, and we were like, oh, we'll adopt overseas. You know, and and nothing to those who do. That's where my little cousin came from, and, you know, I know other families who did that, but... I will say I'm glad we didn't do that process because that's that demands a lot more financially out of you um, and no assistance whatsoever. And honestly, this process I feel can be more rewarding and not to take away from those who did that. That's not what I mean, but you can help more. Mm-hmm. You can help more um, and you can help those. In, in, I mean, we had kids in the next County, you know, in surrounding counties. Um, I think it's very important that we, we start here at home mm-hmm. and we, you know, we, get these kiddos that are right here that need us more than anything. And that that's one of the main thing reasons why we decided to end up fostering to adopt instead of going overseas mm-hmm. as well. When, you know, that's kind of an interesting thought when, when you said that about, you know, the folks here in our own own backyard, it's, 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 it's really sobering to think that, there are kids right here in our community. A hundred percent. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, you know, this may be a bit of the dreamer in me saying it, but could you imagine if we could eliminate, you know, the mm-hmm. need and if every community did that? I know. 
and and I completely understand because some people it's like they're they really feel led and called to, to adopt overseas because of the and that's great I the, mean that the, is, the situation yes. the circumstances yes. um, and maybe that's what the Lord puts on their heart mm-hmm. to to do but I just think you know that's an inter- that's a very very you, you you've left me with something to think about with this too though it allows you to minister more. Um, you know, when you, with the overseas, you're only over there for so long and then it's to learn the culture just yeah. so you can be culturally educated on their background. And then, you know, they come into your world. But with this, I mean, Daniel and I, um, we had two of our foster kids get baptized while they were with us, right? you know, and things like that, that, you know, had they maybe not been you're, with us. You're referring to the fostering locally is, I see what you're saying. You, you, you. When you start the process locally and you're fostering, mm-hmm. you have a chance to reach. Yeah, yes. I see what you mean. I see what you're saying. Yes, I have. Um, that that's just a very interesting thought, though, or, or it's given me something to think about. Here is, what if we eliminate? I mean, I understand that there'll always be a need for foster care. Mm-hmm. I, I I understand that, but if you were to ask the state workers. The, the 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 social workers the uh, folks in the foster system, I bet you that one of the things they would say is one of the most frustrating parts of the job is not having enough people. Yes. To foster. There never is. Right. There's always or to adopt sometimes. Right. Sometimes right. they're willing to foster and keep fostering, but don't or don't want to or can't. You well, know they can't now, let always me ask adopt. You, let me ask you this: is is the reason why? Okay, that's it's not mine to ask or to judge why someone does something. So please don't think I'm doing that when I say this, but is it, is the reason why, um, is it easier to go through the adoption process overseas? Like, like to adopt it? I understand you say it's, it's, it's way more costly and, yeah. and, and, and et cetera. But is it sometimes people just, they, they, the, the prospect of fostering. Is, they may just not want that process. Yeah. Yeah. And some people, you know, there were people that we, um, encountered along our journey who did it because they just knew they were needed You'll see and, and just to just have an open home with well, food and like, love and warmth or coolness or whatever was needed at the time. They well, just, and to think about they it, knew that there, there are some folks who are financially in a position to where they can do mm-hmm. what others are not able to do. And, yes. and I think that's noble, you yeah. know, that, that they would be willing to say, Hey, look, man, these folks are doing their part here. We'll do our part over there overseas. And we will, we'll, we'll, we'll We'll do, do the work together here. Yes. But you don't have to just adopt a child overseas, and you don't have to just foster locally. No. There, There is an opportunity for for both, like, is what, yes. I'm, what I'm getting at. But we have a great need right here. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? There is yes. a great need right here it, 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 in our own, not just in our state, but goodness, in our own community area, mm-hmm. whatever you would call it. I don't know how they divide that up. It's regional or what? But yeah, regional. Regional. Yeah. yeah. I'd say our region is... is saturated. Um, yeah, that's yes. the word. Yeah, yes, saturated. Would... Um, much I know we've already answered this, but you you would do it again in a heartbeat. Yes. If it were If it were something you felt like right now is the time oh, yeah. to do it. In spite of all the struggles, mm-hmm. in spite of the problems, in spite of everything that you've had to go through yep. in terms of, you know, children who have got a, you know an abusive past or whatever it yep. may be. And I've had them all. <laughs> and right. I would do it again. Because huh. at the end of the day, it's not their fault. Has it changed you? Oh, yes. And in some ways, maybe not good, maybe a little bad, just because I, uh, maybe I look at things a little darker, Yeah. unfortunately now. Well, you see but at the, the tr- same time, the, the, the real, the inside yes. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that that's bad, but you know what I mean. Like the good and the bad is what I meant. What, but what, what you're saying is you've seen you've seen the side. Yeah. So now I I kind of look it. for that dark side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it really opens your eyes. It puts things into perspective. It Awareness. It, it, all the things. Yes. And you're aware that there is. This is not all, you know, bubblegum and rainbows. No. And it's hard work, and it's not for the faint of heart. No. But it is certainly worth whatever difficulty strain that it, that it might yes. put on you okay well is there anything else you want to say before we close things out here i don't think so i mean if anybody's <laughs> ever you know has any questions they're welcome to get in contact with me i mm-hmm. mean if they want to 
contact you and you send them sure. to me or whatever. Um, Daniel and I are an open book. Um, we'll, we'll share anything and everything you need to know. And you've done it. You've walked it yeah. from fostering to adoption. You, yes. you know how it works and, and you won't, you know, you'll be honest with folks and share, yes. share the truth. And I'm sure that you guys would be more than willing to, you know, talk with folks who are mm-hmm. thinking about it, even when they get into the process. Yes. <clears throat> to, um, to, our agency used to have where like the newer foster parents would come in and the more seasoned ones could mm-hmm. kind of mentor them. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 So like, I mean, even now, even though we're not with an agency mm-hmm. or anything, like we can still do that. And I know some things have changed and, I'm sure some things are a little different that I may not know, but I mean, you know, I still can navigate with you. Okay. And at least if you need to cry, we'll cry together. Right, yeah, yeah, just to be a if shoulder. If you need to yell, we'll yell together. <laughs> I understand those moments. Right, exactly. So, if, exactly. if that's all it is, that's fine too. If it's, it's all part of the process. Yes. But the most important thing is to begin the process. Yes. And, and I would encourage anybody, if it's on your heart to do this, um, reach out to the state, to an agency, an mm-hmm. adoption agency, fostering foster care uh, agency talk to to the Myers family yes uh, anyone else you know of that's involved in it but uh, if you feel feel led to do it mm-hmm. then do it yep and just 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 jump in but you know it's not like you you can't begin the process and say okay I need to slow this down yeah. or and you can at any time yes yes because they're the most important thing is to remember why yes and who this is for it's for the children Mm-hmm. And you know politics and anything else can just go out the window. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Because there will the, be that. Yes, the system is what the system is. Yes. But for all of its bumps in the road, the system. But you have to learn to control only what you can control that's in that right. time, and that's that is that right. love and affection that's and right. caring and right. That's right. Just that yeah. home for the kids. Right. Keeping the that's focus. All you gotta do. Focus on the kids. Yes. Um, all right. Well, uh, Emily, thanks for coming on. And again, Absolutely. if you'll be willing to come back, we'd love to love oh, to yeah. have you back and do another. Maybe we'll get Daniel next another, time. Yeah, 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 exactly. Get the I'll, male perspective. Yeah. Right, the daddy right, perspective. Right. Yeah, yeah. We'll get, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we can do one with Daniel. Let Daniel share share that and then bring yeah. both of you together and, and talk about it. Um, and, we, and there's there's some other folks that um, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out to to see mm-hmm. if they would want to come and talk about this. I just want to bring as much awareness uh, to the to the issue to the situation yes. as, as possible. It needs talked about. Yeah, it does because mm-hmm. I'd say there are a lot of people who just they, they just need they just need to know. Mm-hmm. What's, it's just what's being going educated. On. Being yeah. educated, exactly. Yep. Well, thank you again for coming on. For sure. those of you who are listening, uh, if if you feel led to uh, to to adopt to foster or adopt, by all means, reach out to the to the local agencies. Reach out to the state. Uh, tell them here's what. Here, here's what is in my heart. Uh, tell me what I got to do, and and do 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 what you can to to help these kids that are. Uh, I mean, just they're just waiting, just waiting for something. something they don't even know what they're waiting for. Um, but it, it keep keep all the kids in the foster care system, adopt adoption system, or the foster care system, into adoption, etc. Keep them in your prayers, and the folks that volu- that work in that, those who volunteer, oh, yes. those that that are you know, they don't prospective get paid parent, enough. No, they don't. And you know, by golly, if, if anybody ought to be paid, it ought to be be paid. Well, it should be the ones that are taking care of the most important part of our society, our children, our most vulnerable part of our society, yes. and most important, our, our our children. So, so keep that in your prayers and thoughts. And if it's something you feel like the Lord's leading you to do, by all means, reach out and go for it. Reach out to me. I'll help you. I'll pray with you. I'll I'll guide you to to folks to talk with, whatever it may be. Um, but let's see if we can't do something to uh, to help all the children out there that are are just 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 waiting to be loved. Thank you guys. We'll see you next time.